All right, here we go. Welcome to the very first episode of the Break Room Banter podcast, uh, where each week, two friends who happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden, joined by my lovely co-host, Anna Schrader. And today we're going to talk about ourselves and why we're here, why we're talking and why we're bantering. And we're going to get to know each other and start asking questions. Hunter and I have known each other for a couple of years now, right, Hunter? Yeah, we've worked together. Uh, we're both educators for Kuhn mm-hmm. um, Hair Cosmetics, and that's where we met. But what I think is so, kind of cool is we don't really know a lot about each other. We don't. So, but we really like each other. And apparently our Enneagrams say that we're very compatible. So um, we're really excited to build this friendship over this podcast. And you guys are going to be able to hear how it develops. So welcome. Yeah. So one thing that we really want to start off with each episode would be roses and thorns we're gonna just build a beautiful little bouquet so um with every rose comes a few thorns and we just want to keep it real so hunter this week what were some roses and thorns for you okay so today was my first day back at work so from christmas eve yeah i took from christmas eve until today off and I would say my rose is that I got to see all my lovely clients and uh, all of my coworkers. And my thorn was I had a kind of a lot of cancellations today. I was mm. kind of stinky. You know, I feel like December and January are notorious for cancellations and no shows. For sure. Absolutely. Um, what about you? What was your rose? Well, um, I am still on break and I took off. Yeah, I took off the day before Christmas like you. And um, about a year ago, my boss said we're closing down the first week of January to do deep cleaning and renovation. So I'm still on break. So that is a rose and a thorn. I've been doing lots of house projects and today... I spent half my day in my paint clothes and actually didn't even get to painting. And um, (laughs) I was going to ask how that went. (laughs) I just was organizing, going through old things, trying to get rid of things. And um, there's some freedom with that. Uh, Another rose was I got to spend a ton of time with my family and my sister is in town. She's still here. I got to meet my nephew for the first time over break. Aww. And he's just a little squishy. I love him so much. Um, his name's Felix. And he's a very, very happy little baby. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so that so was many my roses. Thing. I know. Um, so many roses. And We're didn't you get a, a dog? Snowstorm. Huh? What's that? Didn't you get a dog? Did I see a dog? Oh my gosh. My sister got a puppy. It is literally the cutest thing in the world. So I was surrounded by babies and puppies all break. That sounds um, like heaven. (laughs) It was. I went from holding a baby to holding a puppy. It was just, it was heaven. And um, that puppy is so flippin' cute. It's curly and blonde, just like every (laughs) girl in our family. And, um, 
She just loves to snuggle and play in the snow. Her name is Miko, and I can take credit for naming her. And she's <laughs> she's a Bernadoodle. That is the she. I saw her on your Snapchat story, and she is the most <laughs> adorable little thing in the entire world. Uh, obviously, we're gonna cut that out. We're back. <laughs> my dog just busted down my door. Um, what were we talking about before that? Dogs. Ironically, dogs. Dog. Yeah. 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 Well, my niece, my my niece, dog. Yes, your niece, dog. Um, yes. So that's what it was. We don't live anywhere near each other. That is a big, big point that we need to tell everyone is that, yeah, we live across the country. Um, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and, and I live in Ironwood, Michigan, the Upper Peninsula. <laughs> I said something today. Someone asked, who are you doing this podcast with? Someone that I work with. And I said, oh, it's my friend, Anna. She lives in like, Michigan, Wisconsin, Canada, kind of. <laughs> Mishconsin. It's <laughs> Mishconsin. Is that a thing? People say that? Um, well, I don't know if people actually say it. They they did name one of my favorite beers Mishconsin at the brewery. So I like to say that I live in Mishconsin. That's but... that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, it is it is surrounded by trees and lakes and Right now, lots of lots of snow. Lots. Like, we have... Really almost everywhere in our country, to be real. Like, y'all got some snow. Y'all. Listen to me. Y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all. got some snow down there, didn't ya? Um. So what's funny is literally everywhere around Nashville proper got snow, but Nashville proper did not get any snow. I'm so sorry. It's fine. You drive 10 minutes and there was snow on the ground. It was beautiful. And now it's gone. And that's all I needed. That's all I needed. Well, that's, that's good. Oh, so Hunter, um, let's like talk a little bit about hair. When did you start doing hair? So I've been doing hair professionally for seven years. Um, but I'm actually... It runs in my family. So I grew up in the hair salon. My mom has worked all over this small, tiny little town (laughs) in East Tennessee. So I grew up in the hair salon. I cut my mom's hair when I was in like middle school. Um, And I just always knew that I wanted to do hair. Always. Okay, cool. That's awesome. What about you? And um, Okay, so... I was in hair school in 2012, so eight years. Oh, we're like (laughs) right back to back. I had no idea. I know. Eight years and it's been awesome. I, I am one of the only ones in my family that does hair. I don't know of anyone. I don't come from a long legacy of hairstylists like you. I made some waves with that decision, but, um, it was a good decision. Yeah, it was definitely made some waves people still question me but I love it (laughs) right you're living your best I do not question for a minute this is the industry I was meant to be in and uh yeah early high school I knew that I wanted to do hair and so it was a no-brainer for me did your high school have like a technical program where you could do cosmetology and high school at the same time we did not Unfortunately, I don't even know if that's legal in Michigan. I think right now in our salon, we have school to work 
where we have girls from high school come or girls or guys, whoever wants to come and work for us, but they're mm-hmm. not like getting credit or anything. Oh, okay. Uh, my high school had like a cosmetology program and it was on a block schedule. So you were able to start your sophomore year and you did two periods your sophomore, three periods your junior, and four periods your senior. And by the time you graduated, you had all of the credits you needed to be able to take your tests, your state tests. Very cool. Yeah, that was really I, awesome. I wonder why our area doesn't do that. But what was the what was the inspiration? I know you said your your mom and it was just like in your blood, you're like, this is clearly what I have to do. Or was it something like, was there a moment where you're like, yes, this is what I'm going to do? Actually, yeah. Uh, So I went to college. I, my original career path, I wanted to be a pediatric surgeon. Yeah. And then I realized I don't like to go to school. Oh my goodness. Stop it. I see the face you made. (laughs) I, I am an intelligent human being. I will give myself that. I am not a doctor, nor will I ever be a doctor. I don't have the passion for medicine to learn. There are so many things you have to learn to be a doctor. Did you know that? Um, Both my parents are doctors. So my mom- Really? Okay. Yes. My mother is a pediatrician and my father is an ER doctor. So- yeah, I definitely have heard lots of stories of how hard it was. <laughs> <laughs> the strain they went through in medical school. They basically just told me it was their job. They're like, school becomes your job. And you mm-hmm. can't, I mean, they and tried see, to work I just on wasn't side, that person. You have to be passionate about it. My mom, mm-hmm. my mom was like me. She knew she wanted to be a doctor in high school. And so she pushed through and it was a very clear track for her. Right. So, Is that yeah, how you your mom and dad met? Yeah, in medical school. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sweet. I know. So sweet. <laughs> I know. Um, um, but yeah, so I went to college and I just realized I was like, this is not what I want to do. I do not want to do this. And I said, I've always wanted to do hair, so I'm going to do hair. And so I dropped out of college. I didn't tell my parents. (laughs) I told them after, like very soon after. But I knew that if I told them, they would say no, obviously. And I was a grown adult. We want a doctor in the family. Yeah. um, But that was not my path. I was meant to do hair. It is from the day that I started hair school, I've not thought about ever doing anything else. I couldn't imagine myself anywhere else. And I think that's awesome about this industry is people do it because they want to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, My story was a little different. I, for like early in high school, yeah, people, there's so much pressure on kids. It's like, you're a sophomore, you're a freshman in high school and people are already asking. And you have to know what you are going to do for the rest of your life. I know. I just remember feeling so stressed out and trying to figure it out and I grew up on the swim team so we had swim caps on all day so there was no hair literally no hair everyone was walking around like a bunch of like bald-headed 
Oh people. my gosh, and your curly hair. I couldn't <laughs> imagine. I had a cone head. It was a cone head <laughs> under that cap. No layers, just Christmas no. tree hair. All mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. years of high school. Yep. And um, <laughs> so then later on in high school, I started, I was in dance. So I started like with ballet and jazz and and all of a sudden it dramatically switched to like swim cap, no makeup that's it to this whole new world of like you know doing your hair and your makeup and being creative and creative with your hair and also with your movements and that kind of opened up a whole idea of like thinking creatively and and then all of a sudden I was like in swimming and dance and loved on this passion for hair and then I was like going to swimming and I literally everyone was like a perfect blank canvas I could look at them and be like oh my gosh I can imagine whatever hair I want on you and that was so it sounds crazy but it was so fun and that was one of the realizations and then also I would get my hair done and my hairstylists were huge influencers for me and talking to them and looking at it as like such an art and then the realization that I get to spend time with people it was like for a while, I thought I wanted to be a marine biologist, which um, is amazing. And for some reason, it was like this. And then someone was like, well, you know, you're not going to be able to like talk to the fish. You're going to be looking at a, a, a microscope every single day. And I also, could you imagine that- a marine biologist in Ironwood, Michigan? Oh, I would definitely be working on the shores of Lake Superior. <laughs> okay. But... But I really, it was hard because it was like, clearly I need to be with people. The thought of not being with people and then my passion for hair, it was like all of a sudden this huge light bulb went off in high school. And I was like, this is perfect. This is where I need to be. This and, is what uh, I want to do. This is what I want to do. I want to be with people and I want to be creative and I want to make an impact on their lives. And I was always jealous of like, um, well, I guess not jealous. I was like, I, I really valued the my parents' view of the medical field because they were able to help people, give them like a real tangible service. And I felt like doing hair is kind of like that. You're caring for them in a different way. And oh, absolutely. Definitely in a way that's, you're getting to see people on their best days. And, and their worst. At, true, true. But you're making them feel good. They want to see you. Whereas in the medical yeah. field, they just have to see you and <laughs> they're all in pain so right they're not coming to you for a good reason most no. of the time most of the time yeah so th- that's how I started doing hair I know that was a really rambly explanation but no, uh, I love best it. decision of my life I love it um so how did your parents react what because uh, I know I have a vivid memory of like that's not good so <laughs> my parents are so sweet and so supportive always you know they were they're like well they, they have a very healthy realization that like as long as you're happy and you're doing what you love then that's all that matters right and that's great mm-hmm. yeah um so that is a little bit about us and how we got started in the industry. Should we uh, 
do you want to talk about Enneagrams or do you have a New Year's resolution? Are you a re- are you a resolution gal? Um, I think I'm more of a reflective girl. Does that make sense? I like to like at the end of the year, I spend a good, good long time just sitting there and reflecting. Mm-hmm. And um, so maybe I haven't really formed my goals for this, my short term goals this year. But okay, I have a few ideas, like small things. And what are your career wise or like, are they personal um, or do you set them of, separately? And they're kind of both actually are the same, both, but the same. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds Let's put it out silly. into the universe. Right. It, once I say it, it means I have to do it. It's really small, but <laughs> I want to pack lunches. <laughs> okay. I be a lunch packer and I want to. I want to think ahead and prepare my meals because that was one area in my life. Um, also tied in with Enneagrams, I was researching. They said um, my type tend to overindulge and um, get lazy with your eating. Oh. And um, it can be dangerous. It can be dangerous. So, and I find myself just buying food all the time and it's not healthy for my saving. I need to save money. Yeah. Saving money is... We should make an episode on saving money as a service provider. Yeah, we should. That's an idea. Write it down. Um, Okay, so you want to pack lunches. I have the cutest lunchbox. (laughs) I don't pack my lunch. (laughs) But I have the cutest lunchbox in case I ever want to. It's uh, the mystery machine. Like... Scooby-Doo, oh the mystery machine. It looks just like it. Oh my gosh. That's I, that's cute. It's from like when we were kids. Like it's old. <laughs> Probably like shouldn't. Like lunch pails. It's like a red plastic. I think it says Playmate on it. And Oh my goodness. Well, it's do you like remember the like the thermos lunchboxes? Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. It's oh. that. Yeah, girl. Those things last forever. It's so cute. Hmm. Um, you have to bring it to the bring your lunch next time we make a recording <laughs> okay I'll bring my lunch I'll pack my lunch um, okay I don't necessarily have resolutions as like I want to read a little bit more but I don't want to be I don't want to say I need to read a hundred books this year I just read a little bit every day is my goal my short my year-long goal um and then for career I want to get back out on the road educating I miss it so much 100 percent the academy has opened back up uh in Atlanta so I'm excited to take some classes Mm -hmm. I'm excited to facilitate some classes I'm just ready to go uh so that's like my my two personal and career resolutions yeah I definitely I definitely would agree with you on the education side of things I would love to get that ball rolling with uh teaching again and facilitating and just 
I just love that when when you are preparing a class and when you're working with people I feel like that's when I learn the most you know right it's just because you're you're pushing yourself and it's like forcing yourself to think in that way and um it is kind of one of those things that just becomes part of your everyday life anyways of like how would I facilitate this or do that but yeah I definitely agree with you on that professional level yeah just really taking the year to grow mm-hmm. into um let's see uh so let's talk about enneagrams oh because so i don't know anything about them i feel like this has been an interview i've been just asking you questions i know nothing about enneagrams enneagram okay i first have to like put a little warning out there it is a deep deep rabbit hole that you can go down and it is the rabbit hole that I chose to go down during (laughs) the the salon closure last year and I was just like time to reflect and get to know myself and that's one reason I really love the Enneagram is because you do get to know yourself and you get to know how um, how you relate to others Um, it's a great way to introspect and do self check-ins and see maybe am I in a season of health or maybe I'm in a season of unhealth and there's some warning signs that your Enneagram will give you and your tendencies that you can look out for and just do little self checks okay I didn't realize I thought it was more of like a personality test I didn't realize that it had like ongoing it's much deeper than that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you can go, you can go so deep, but um, I mean, it is what you make of it. I, there's Myers-Briggs, there's a ton of different ones, but mm-hmm. I do feel like Enneagram is nice because they say like, okay, for instance, I'll just say, I am an Enneagram nine. Okay. Which means I am a peacekeeper and in seasons of health, I go towards a healthy three, which is the achiever. And so when I'm healthy and everything's good in my world and balanced, I have a tendency, I can be very, very effective and productive and get a lot done and achieve. Okay. But um, when in seasons of unhealth, if I'm unbalanced, I will default to an unhealthy six, which, um, has a tendency to be very like slothful, very, uh, let's see, procrastinating and lazy. Yeah. Sounds like some seasonal depression. That definitely (laughs) plays a role. And I'm working with that too. Vitamin D, vitamin D and B12. I think that helps. I know B12 gives you a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, so but I tell took me- the test and I, all I know is that I am a seven. I don't know if I am a healthy three <laughs> or a, an unhealthy seven. Okay. So Hunter, you are so the, tell enthusiast. me about myself. Okay. We'll have, we'll have many conversations about this, but you're <laughs> an enthusiast and, um, you are social you like activity and you like adventure 
I do. Oh All of these gosh, things are so true. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I live by this now. <laughs> you can get really upset. Like I said, um, yeah. So in seasons of stress, you will default to everything went dark. <laughs> Hunter and I are like <laughs> over video and all of a sudden all the lights turned off. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> uh, um, we're, we're working on it. We're working through it. Hi. Okay. Now I can see you. We're back. Okay. In seasons of uh, health, Hunter, you go towards a five, which is, I want to say that's the investigator. So you get really like, you love to do your research and study and you investigate everything and you're confident. And in seasons of stress, you default to an unhealthy one, which is the perfectionist. Oh my God. So I, <laughs> this is me. I am not an Enneagram expert, so please just know that there, there's lots of resources for you. Um, but unhealthy ones, I feel like being a perfectionist, they tend to be really critical of themselves and others. So those are some warning signs. And there's a really a lot of great attributes about a seven. You have a lot of energy, so that's good. You balance a nine out really well because apparently we have a tendency to be slothful. So, yeah, I am a very, I'm very much so the type of person that's like, if you want to do it, you'll make time for it or you will do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've always said, very first day I meet someone, new I'm like hi I'm Hunter I'm a know-it-all I know I'm a know-it-all I apologize in advance (laughs) so the fact that you were like you do your research you like to be correct (laughs) I was like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. so that's good that is a good thing because that means that's you when you're healthy and if you're a know-it-all that means you're healthy so that is a green flag yeah balanced (laughs) that's that is, I have never looked into it. I took the test because we talked about it mm-hmm. and I wanted to know more about it, but I really, I didn't want to read into it because I wanted you to tell me. Oh, I you to well, tell me about myself. <laughs> um, to anyone who wants to find out what their Enneagram is, um, there are lots of tests online and lots of free tests and uh, you just, Basically, it's a personality test. They ask you all these questions and you put, you have, you have to just go in and try and put away all of your, I don't know, expectations or what the world tells you is okay. There's no right or wrong answer in the Enneagram test. Isn't it like a hundred questions? I don't know. It takes a while. It's about 20 minutes. And then after the test, uh, they will tell you this the numbers that you scored highest in. And then my recommendation is that you then go in, take those. It's kind of like a, maybe like a, a guide. So take those top scoring ones and do some research. And, um, you are one, you are a Enneagram number and then kind of decide off of that, of what feels right. Maybe ask friends or family 
Um, another thing that's interesting is that you have wings. Every person has a wing. So okay. the Enneagram is like a circle. It goes one through nine. So I'm a nine. I could be a nine wing eight or a nine wing one. For example, I could not be a nine wing four. It has to be the numbers that are right next to you on the wheel. Okay. So you are a seven. So you could be a seven wing eight or a seven wing six. And you take on tendencies that you you lean towards one number. So I okay. would say that I'm probably a nine wing eight. Okay. I'll have to do some research <laughs> and yeah, figure out. We can talk about that on our next episode. Yeah, we can dive deeper into this. Yeah, or maybe not on the next episode, but it'll be fresh (laughs) on our minds. I'll have to do some research. I have to get my know-it-all status. My healthy status. (laughs) Um, So what are you most looking forward to about next week? Our podcast for next week yeah like this mm. is our first episode i think we're we got our we're getting our bearings what what are you looking forward to in the next episode i'm looking forward to um, learning with you and growing and um actually um pulling out some of that knowledge your know-it-all knowledge <laughs> <laughs> And then something just like, like that maybe putting some input I'm looking forward to um, having this uh, routine in our lives because it's super fun and um, fun getting to know a friend someone who we have like minds and we can encourage each other and I'm really excited about making that a routine yeah and apparently we balance each other out really well mm-hmm Um, Yeah, like I said, nines and seven work well together. So next week, since we are talking about it now, is the episode that we are going to talk about inflation and how it's affecting our industry and raising our prices because of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh. I think that that's something that we're going to see a lot of or that I've already seen a lot of on social media is stylists posting about price increases. Yeah. So definitely. um, It's kind of a touchy topic for a lot of people. It's a touchy topic because no one likes to do it, but it also, (laughs) because we love our clients. We don't want to we don't want to charge you more you'll they're our friends <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh you know unfortunately it has to happen and how hopefully by us sharing our experiences with it it helps other people have that conversation with their guests yeah. um it's All something right. that just has to happen. And I will be honest, I, I really suck at raising my prices and charging I think we what I'm all worth. do in some form or fashion. I know. I know. So it's kind of just like rip off the band aid. And there's a couple techniques we could talk about in the salon, but 
we're going through that right now, actually, probably between this podcast and the next, I will have figured out all of our prices. And um, that's on my to-do list this week, actually. Well, Godspeed. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Numbers are difficult. Um, Well, Anna, I think we did it. I think we filmed our first episode. Yeah, that was easy. Right. <laughs> just talk the whole time. Thanks for listening, you guys. Exactly. Uh, thanks for listening to our very first episode of The Break Room Banter, a hairstylist adjacent podcast. If you're listening on your favorite podcast app, go ahead and leave us a five-star review and let us know what you want to hear. I am at HairXHunter on Instagram. And, and Anna... Yes, and mine's Anna dot. It's really complicated. Straight hair. So spell A N N A dot S H eight hair. Like my last name, Schrader. Get it? Straight hair. Straight hair. No, it's not and straight. It's straight hair. Schrader. Yeah, it's Schrader. Straight hair. I know I it's so it's... corny. <laughs> I think it's adorable. <laughs> Um, and our podcast also has an Instagram, guys. It is already up and going. And as soon as I find it, podcast Instagram is Break Room Banter Pod. Um, so follow along on all of our social medias. We'll be posting and promoting the show. Please like follow us on Instagram and then comment or DM us topics that you want us to banter about. Or maybe absolutely banter that you guys had in your break room. And maybe we can continue that conversation on the podcast. Right. Let's be real. Our friends are the ones that are listening right now. The ones that know us best right now are the ones that are listening. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a little fun thing on Instagram today uh, where I asked people to tell me a really terrible joke. Oh, fun. And I thought that it would be fun to do something like that every week. And so my favorite joke, I'm going to share my favorite response, was from at Jessica underscore Bartolucci on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. And her response was, what is the first thing a cannibal does every morning? Opens a can of Red Bull. (laughs) Grabs a cup of Joe. No! (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to hear another one? Actually, I didn't realize that more people responded. Um, How do you think the unthinkable? With an iceberg. Oh my gosh. (laughs) okay uh well all of that being said this has been the break room banter see you next time Bye. bye